Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. Hey everyone, it is 11 11 of 2022. It is Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day, everybody. To all the veterans out there to serve. Uh, currently serving. Uh, not with us anymore. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, good job. And uh, thanks for everything you did. Thanks for everything you sacrificed. And uh, thanks for being there for us. In this episode, we talk about Frontline Gaming's announcement of their, uh, their new tournament system that they're going to be implementing. Uh, we do a list review from one of the Patreon subscribers. If you are on the Patreon and you're at a certain tier, we will review your list. So uh, I know a lot of people don't take advantage of it, but if you're on the Patreon and you're at that tier and you want your list review, uh, get it get it sent over. We'll look at it. We'll talk about it. Get into it. And uh, we did that this episode. And I think it was one of the topics. I can't remember. It was late. I'm old. I get tired. So stick around for that at the end. Uh, as always, though, guys, thanks for supporting the podcast. Thanks for uh, being gaming homies. And uh, I lost a gaming homie this week. Um, I, you know, I talk about it towards the end of the episode. Uh, I've lost a few gaming homies the last couple of years, and uh, it does not get any easier. So uh, reach out to your people, uh, check on your people, be kind to your people. I know uh, I've got some guys in my group that drive me insane, but uh, I wouldn't have it any other way, and uh, they mean the world to me. So if uh, if you got folks in your your gaming group that mean something to you, tell them, let them know, because uh, you might not get another chance, and uh, you wish you could have said something better. So I will shut up and uh, let's get into this and let's do the thing. What is going on, everybody? Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast, where if Wargaming was easy, it'd be your mom. Uh, crap, I think uh, we talked about Yes Open last week. We'll be talking about Midmo this week because Dan was at Midmo. Uh, apparently, always the bridesmaid, never the bride when he's at Midmo. But I uh, had a good outing. <laughs> So, some some developments in the ITC today to talk about that uh, were announced, and uh, other other shenanigans afoot. So we'll get into them as the episode goes uh, tonight. Uh, supposedly out of rugby, so he's gonna be around more regular. Uh, sexiest thighs in Warhammer 40k. Sean Dilly, what's happening? What's up, guys? Glad to be here. And. Uh, if uh, if Thanos could be represented in the uh, Midwest 40k universe, it'd probably be Dan Salmons. What's up, Dan? Hi, Mitch. All right. So uh, I guess let's uh, let's run through the usual. Um, I'm going to be the dirty kid on hobby time. I ain't done shit. You guys do anything? I built some uh, models. Nice, Bu- nice. Building possessed. I. Uh, Luckily, I have a very patient wife, and uh, I picked up the rest of the the Votan stuff when it went on new release and sitting on the kitchen table, still in the shrink wrap. So, I, <laughs> does that does it count? Does buying stuff count as hobby? Have we ever determined that? So, is it... no. Okay, definitely not. I did not. I did not get multiples of anything though, because I just don't know where that army's going to be. I bought like I bought like one of everything. So like one of the berserkers, one of the transports, one of the land fortress, and uh, I didn't do like like Dan, uh, Ben went Ben went whole hog and, and bought like all the bikes. So yeah. you bought like rock. all the line, three boxes of everything. Yeah, so I mean. he, he went uh, he went full R word on that one. So mm-hmm. uh, what have you been up to, Dilly? What are you playing now? 
Uh, Chaos Space Force. Yeah. Still. This is like, close uh, to your list from the open still, or you changed it much? No, it's, I mean, right now it's totally different. They haven't seen a peak of what it could be. But, uh, played, I played my first game with it against Calvin and his word bears, or word, world, world eaters. Uh, and man, that <laughs> my list was a blast to play. It was it just did not die. It just sat there and took the whole double swings and everything, and came back and tailed them by turn three. So nice. What are you? Uh, what are you up to, Dan? You figured out what you're gonna do? You're still in a hobby slump. You're still grouchy. My my hobbiness. Uh, I took my stuff out of my truck and put it in my garage. <laughs> That was my hobby time this week so far. Well, fair enough. What about Dojo time? You guys got any games in? Oh, or you say you played no. Calvin? Just the one, yep. Against Calvin? Yeah. I, I got I got a game again against uh, one of our locals, Dan. Uh, he's a pretty good player. I uh, went 4-2 and two at Monkey, and uh, he's done pretty good at other events. And uh, He's rocking Custodes. And uh, so I got a game against Custodes. I think Custodes are pretty good. I know a lot of people are crying and jumping off that train, but I, well, I got a story was... for you about Custodes this weekend. Oh, let's hear it. Do it. Well, I'll go when I go through my games. So okay. So well, uh, that's that's really the only dojo time I had. Uh, I'm getting a game in what tomorrow were you with the. I was playing Space Wolves. I was pretty much playing the same list I had at the uh, the U.S. Open, and uh, I'm pretty dialed in with that list. I just wish I could crack the code. Like, my only tournament losses seems to be fucking Necrons and Nids. And I've lost once to crafts or Craft Worlds, and that was the Ben, you know, 83 to 82. So, it was, and my list has kind of evolved a lot since then. But it's uh, it's still the same core, I think, for the most part. But, now I just, uh, I don't know, man. I've, I've had the, like, if you can't beat them, join them thought. About what's coming up at, because we're all going to Flea's in December, and uh, like I, part of me wants to play Space Wolves, but part of me wants to take the take the Nids out for one more run, and see what happens. But mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm probably not as proficient with the Nids as I am the Space Wolves, so we'll see. Cool. What do you think, Dan? What do you think I should do? Uh. I don't know. Uh, the Nids won't have. I mean, it's the terrain. It's not player place. It's not GW. So it's set terrain, and the boards look pretty pretty thick. Maybe a little bit awkward on the layout, but it's uh, long story short. Unless you're a psycho, you're probably not going to see sporocysts. So, which definitely tones down the Nids. I think it's hard sport like a bioware unit is still good, but you're not going to get. What I call critical mass of spore mines. So. I don't know. You still bring the spore assist. It's only like seventy-five points, isn't it? It's ninety-five. Oh, sorry. It's only ninety-five points. Yeah, but ninety-five points of tier nids is a lot of stuff. So, throwing, I just don't free mortals out. Me. Well, but yeah, but you're most likely gonna have to pull train off to put it on on the board then. Oh, because that's three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's set terrain, so you're you're gonna be giving up. Like I'm just looking at the the train example. Maybe you could put it in a corner, but you put it like there's not. You're not going to be able to hide it like you can on GW train and on uh, player placed. So right. It's it, yeah. So I don't know if it's as. Uh, I mean, I guess Ryan Verbeck brought one to Monkey, even though that was 
player placed, so he might bring it, but I wouldn't bring it if I was if I if I was taking nids. Got a little battery alert on my headphones. Damn it! You want me to go through my games at at the mid Yeah, dude, go ahead. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna try getting a headphone plugged in while you're doing that. So if I get quiet, yeah. you guys just keep talking. So we had uh, it was Midmo Maelstrom. Uh, it's in south of Columbia, Ashland, Missouri, basically. And it's there was Columbia. Let's be honest. Yeah, there was uh, I don't know about 50 people there, which considering as a weekend after GW, I thought was pretty good, pretty good turnout. So, um, but it was a it was a really good event. They had uh, really good concessions, really good food there. They have like a like a guy who comes in and cooks. So. <laughs> You know, pulled pork sandwiches and a baked potato bar, and uh, they had like a little bake sale thing going on too. So there was plenty of snacks and everything, and you know, it was a really good event. But uh, I took the same list I brought to GW, so Kraken Nids, um, and this was Player Place Train. So round one, I played against uh, Chris Campbell. He was playing Chaos Knights. Uh, two big knights and seven baby knights, I think it is when you do that. So uh long story short the hive tyrant killed his you know finished off one of his big knights and killed like three baby knights that game so the hive tyrant killed like a thousand points worth of stuff um there's not much it's not a great matchup for for chaos knights if you play play the tyrant right and nothing goes wrong with him he just picks up anything he touches basically he you're playing the, the reaper on him right oh yeah yeah okay he had uh, one of his big knights that has like the ability, like once it gets exalt or once it gets its exalted or whatever the hell it is, uh, it gets a four up invuln melee. So that was the guy that I focused down first. Um, and like the harpy too, like the harpy went in. I don't remember. I think the harpy went in, uh, bombed something, and then you know shot and killed a baby knight. So the harpy, honestly, is a pretty clutch pick. Every like I've got 15 some games that list, and the harpy is weird, but is actually pretty good for what he brings to the list. Do you have um, side apps or anything? He just got the four up in Okay. So, um, so I ended up winning that game. Um, game two, I played against. Uh, pull up, uh, it was Jeff, one of the guys from Iowa, I think, and uh, he was playing demons, and he's running the demon lists with like uh, Bloodthirster, Lord of Change, Bellacore, and then Flamers and stuff. Uh, this is a really weird game, so. I've played against his list before with the Nids, so I kind of know. I know uh, Bellacore's, you know, hard for me to kill unless it's Mortal Wounds. Uh, he went first. He took Psychic Ritual, so Bellacore went up there to do that. So my first turn, I just positioned my stuff to try to do some smites to him, expecting just to, like, wound him. Uh, the Neurothrope goes up, tosses out a big smite. Uh, it does six Mortal Wounds. He tosses out his other spell, uh, Psychic Scream, does three Mortal Wounds. And then the Zonethropes go up and toss out a big smite and do eight mortal wounds. So three spells, and I did 17 mortal wounds to Bellacore. He, he took a couple from a, from a, a Harpy Bomb and then just died to a Pyrovore Flamer. So he uh, just randomly died on turn one, basically, which kind of just set that kind of is what ended the game. And like he, he, he made a play with some flamers on turn one, but Raveners moving 20 inches just went and picked him up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the way the, yeah, then he moved his like Lord of change up on that flank, but I had the parasite there and the gargoyles there. So I just charged his Lord of change. who wasn't on an objective, uh, knowing that he, he doesn't have enough attacks to kill that squad. So then they, they just, you know, I had two gargoyles left alive. 
but they auto passed Morale and uh, just basically held his uh, Lord of Change in combat, not doing anything for like three turns as I tabled his army. So, uh, so I won that one. Can he not? Does he not smite you off or something? He does smite me off, but then he's not. He hasn't. There's nothing there from the charge then either. So he, he, I, I just kept feeding him, and he would not kill it in combat, kill it in psychic phase, okay. and I would just charge him again. So it wasn't just the gargoyles. No, it was the gargoyles, and then like some raveners and some venom throats. So it was just gotcha. it was a bunch of stuff just to slowly kill him and keep him off objectives. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and then game three, I played against Joe Gazowski, who was playing Custodes. So this <laughs> he's playing Emissaries. Yeah, Sean already knows the story. So he's playing Emissaries, which I know the trick of Emissaries, of the pregame move and the redeploy. And so it's funny because he played against Jeff Husser the round before and beat him because Husser didn't know about that how that worked. Uh, so I knew how that worked. Um, I just apparently just didn't don't know don't, don't know how to do you know basic math, so I deployed I deployed my army but I deployed off the line because I was I put a couple inches back so I'm like okay so he can't charge me now, uh, and I don't I don't know if I just derped or if I just totally just fucked up the math, but I was only like two or three inches off the line, and I forgot that like I don't know if I forgot that he moves 14 inches not 10 inches pregame, so I think that's what I was doing my math at. But uh, anyway, so I thought I was totally fine turn one, and he went first, and he uh, moves up 14 inches and then and then moves his first turn. And I was like, oh, I made a mistake. So, uh, and he took the secondary of trying to kill my Hive Tyrant. But uh, thankfully, I paid for the feel no pain. Um, he goes in, he shoots some stuff, goes in on the Hive Tyrant with a full squad of, uh, of five bikes. So, And this is also key, like, there was a venom thrope right there, so the venom thropes did not make him fight last, which would have just kind of ended that right there, I think, too. But uh, they didn't fight last. He swung and he he basically left the hive tyrant at four wounds. Uh, he did enough damage, but the feel of pain kept him alive. Uh, and the hive tyrant swung back and like picked up four bikes or something crazy. So so he went he went all in on that secondary for 15 points and didn't get it, and then. Uh, he kind of had me in a good conundrum for maybe my turn two because he was kind of so I was kind of locked in my table quarter just trying to fight out um, and I wasn't making great progress so I basically on turn two I just had to accept that he's going to get 12 points on his turn three and just tried to clear off my half of the table which I did pretty well except for this one squad who was pretty far away from my hive tyrant and I wasn't really worried about it but then Joe just says fuck it and goes for an 11 inch YOLO charge into my hive tyrant with his, with a five man sword and shield unit. Uh, and the basically made the, made the 11 inch charge. I don't even think he needed a reroll. He just, just rolled the 11, got into combat, but didn't kill the hive tyrant and hive tyrant swung back, and like picked up four. <laughs> so the fucking, the fucking hive tyrant, you know, got, got charged twice. Uh, and just didn't die and just killed everything that charged him. But then after that turn, uh, he basically only had like two units left or something like two units in a character. So I was able to, you know, didn't score great on turns, you know, two and three, but on, uh, I scored okay. And then on turns four and five, I had 12s and was able to pull out a win on that one. So I think if he would have killed the Hive Tyrant with the bikes, that would have been, that would have been really bad and probably, I probably would have lost. But even if if he would have killed the hive tyrants on turn on turn three, I don't think it would have changed the game that much, just because he was running out of stuff. But uh, 
but it was it was definitely a good game. Um, Exto's got tricks, and he he didn't want to play Trajan because he doesn't like to play. I guess what everyone else is playing, but his list would be a lot better with Trajan in there. So as I told him, like you you're already you're already not playing Emperor's Emperor's Chosen. So like that was the other thing too, when they're not Emperor's Chosen, like they just died immortals so fast so that's kind of what helped a lot like my smites and my psyche powers were really cleaning them off um but anyway so then uh then we went out to dinner on on that night uh with the iowa guys there's like 14 of us or something like that 16 of us went to some chinese place so really good fun hanging out with people um and then game four the next day they posted pairings the night before so it was ranked pairing so i got paired up against kyle mccord and I know he lost sleep trying to figure out that that matchup. So uh, he keeps playing his weird Grey Knights and guard list. Um, but he uh, he went first in that game. But he deployed he deployed pretty pretty conservative. Like it was Don a Don of War mission. I think tied to conviction. And he like put was put his uh, leaving Russ's like one in each back corner of the board, which ended up ended up kind of fucking him. I think because they just they were a little too far away from kind of where they needed to be. Like he just, they were too far back to get any kind of aggressiveness out of them. But, uh, I out, I out dropped him. So I put the harpy in one table quarter and, uh, he went up and the only thing really in range of the, of the harpy was just one Lehman Russ and one Lehman Russ doesn't kill a four up in harpy. So the harpy didn't die. He screened with like a 10 man, uh, guard squad trying to keep my raveners from getting where they want to go. But the harpy has bombs, so the harpy just rolled over, bombed them, and killed half the unit to be able to, you know, give me space to then charge through. And uh, I just, we were both doing a good job of screwing each other's primary on that one, but uh, I was doing it just a little bit better because nids are undercosted for what they do. So, like, one Ravener squad was, I think at the end of my first turn, he had maybe half a unit of guardsmen left, maybe a little bit more than that. And then he had a, like half of his uh, Grey Knight infantry was dead, so I just picked up all that stuff and just made it hard for him to hold anything toward the end of the game. Uh, and then game five, uh, poor old Cam, you know, flew too close to the sun, and I was <laughs> I got paired I got paired down into him, so I had to play Cam's Blood Angels and uh, Blood Angels. Wait, he's playing Blood Angels now, huh? Yeah, he's playing Blood Angels, but uh, we got it. We got scouring as the mission. Which is bad for him. He needs like a, a table quarter deployment where it's an 18 inch deployment. Because on scouring, I basically deployed kind of deep in my deployment zone, but I also wrapped like my raveners and my venom thropes, like the stuff that needed to be aggressive, but I wrapped it in a layer of gargoyle. So there was basically no way for him to get his pregame move uh, when he went first into the raveners. Um, so there's no way to actually get to what he wanted to kill. Uh, but after like turn two, like I just had. St- I had so many spore mines that he couldn't even come at me anymore, basically. So we've, we've played that match before and it, it ends kind of like it always does. So he needs, he needs certain missions to even have it be a game. And it wasn't one of those missions. So it's just less similar to Zach's. He doesn't have a whirlwind. So, um, I think they're got, kind of important with demons running around right now. Uh, I mean, yes and no, like he's drank. Like, uh, if you're using terrain, flamers are you're getting a two up save against flamers on your sanguinary guard. So, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So I don't actually know that the flamer is that important. He's got more eliminators and stuff, I think, than Zach has. He's a few more few more bodies, but it's a good list. Like uh 
he only he lost to me and he lost to Ryan Olson. So those were his only two losses. But uh, so I ended up I ended up second place because uh, Tyrannus don't score points well, and uh, it's Ryan Olson's fault for letting Henley spank him. I don't, I don't know how that I don't know how that game went, but that game like they were right they were playing right behind us, and I turned turned around, and Ryan Ryan's like I killed two greater demons on my on his turn one, so he went he went uh, he went second bottom of turn one he killed two greater demons, and then but but Sam was so basically I think the Flamers basically just picked up Ryan's army over the next four turns, mm-hmm. so he's like it uh, flame he just couldn't deal with the Flamers there's too many of them, and uh, he even had tools to try to deal with Flamers, but they're just so hard to kill with their invul. And he was playing Hail of Doom, so he had two two melee units that could try to deal with him, like two two banshee units. But he rolled bad on one, and then he just dies. So, but uh, anyway, so I ended up ended up second for the second year in a row with being undefeated both times. But no, it was a really good event. Probably go again next year if I could swing it. Yeah, I I liked it when uh well not this year with your before last I went had a good time. So I was uh let's see who was the who was the head judge? Sasser. Sasser was. Yep. Yeah. Was he having fun? Was he having a good time? Oh yeah, he was hammered. <laughs> yeah, he was uh no, I I don't I don't think I heard of any any drama, nothing like that. I don't really hear of any any big issues at all. Like we went off about as as smooth as you can uh, I hope for an event to go off. So, yeah, that event is like just—I don't know—like the for the GT that I like, it's like the perfect size. You know, it's yeah. big enough to have a variety of you know cats and characters hanging out, and then it's uh, it's small enough that like you can still socialize and spend time with homies, and it doesn't feel like it's a big hustle around. So, mm-hmm. I like it. But, so, well, good man. Well, congrats on the the five and zero. Oh. Uh, sorry, sorry, and take the second again, man. But yeah, maybe maybe next year you'll go and conquer all. Or, or... next year I just gotta remember to take up an army that scores points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, what you, sisters. so what what do you think the the was it the secondaries for the Tyranids or what do you think it was to kind of catch you back on? on uh, yeah, I think I I've only had maybe one or two games where I scored above a ninety. So most of my scores were in the eighties. They just, uh, you know, if I'm, if you get like 12 on a psychic secondary, you know, maybe you, then maybe you're getting like, depending on the matchup, like one good, you know, you're getting like one good secondary, one average secondary, and then one kind of eh secondary. So like, that was my big thing, like against McCord, uh, his list doesn't give up anything. So like if your opponent doesn't give up any secondaries, it gets really awkward for Nids. So like between it just that's just kind of the thing. They just don't have like they're not walking around with Necron secondaries or Imperial Knight secondaries or Sister secondaries where they just have like two of them that are auto maxes. And and for reference, I didn't I did not use a single Tyranid secondary all weekend. Really? So, what would you pick most times? Uh, almost every game I was psychic interrogation. Uh, even if they had a four up denied, just said fuck it. Um, and same thing like McCord had the the Grey Knight good deny, but Tyranids can. With their zone throws and plus one to cast or plus two to cast, you can you can get good casts off. So I just try to power that through, and then usually it was like a thin the ranks or or something like that, um, and then raise the banners. So just the the same same secondaries, pretty much every game. 
Yeah, I've, uh, I'm averaging about like 86 points a game with my Space Wolves. And that's, you know, I don't know if that's high or low or not, but that's about where I'm at. I tend to, I haven't gotten many hundreds. I've gotten some hundreds and some 90s, but. Yeah, I don't you think know. I've ever gotten 100 with the mids. I think I played 15 yeah. games with them, and probably most of my scores are in the 80s if, if I were counting like the wins. So. Yeah, or, or I don't know. I guess I guess it doesn't matter. A GW event where they weight your uh, mm-hmm. your opponent's win percentage versus yeah, how yeah. well you play the game. <clears throat> speaking of uh, speaking of big circuits, big tournaments, did uh, you guys catch the uh, the huge announcement from Frontline Gaming today? Do you, you get that, Sean? Boring. <laughs> I, I know I'm pretty sure I brought it up in the group, didn't I? That's yeah. yeah, I was in and out of the group chat today, so I don't know if I caught it, but uh, I yeah. just saw there's some announcement. I said, What is the announcement? I didn't even look into it, and then Dan, I, was, I think, said trash, something like that. I, I was, was working okay, at well. my computer last night doing some work, and I, I saw that, and so I went and I went and after they were done with it, I went back and like scrolled through it. And once I got to that, what the announcement was, I was like, Really? Like, that's just so for those that don't know. Uh, they're basically going to have their major events uh, be qualifiers. Well, it seems like any 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 ITC major event, major yeah. can do it. Any any major that's fifty eight people gets approved by their judges, and then um, uh, that's the best general award. Is strongly encouraged to use FLG train on the top four tables. Yeah, yeah. which is hilarious because FLG train is not that great but anyway uh but then so if you do that whoever wins the event you know is uh gets qualified or some some bullshit and at the end of the end of the end of the season uh, basically at lvo the following year so not this coming up lvo the lvo after it uh the top 24 people based on rankings in the itc the qualified people so the top eight qualified people in rankings uh, get their first three games at LVO they don't have to play. And then the the next eight don't have to play games one and two. And then the final eight uh, don't have to play the first game of LVO. They just get automatic wins, which to me, like, I think it's stupid. So Yeah, my thing is, like, why would – I don't know. I guess if you can walk around and fuck off and screw around and hang out with people, I guess it's cool, but – I just don't see the. You show up a day later, save yourself a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's really that's really what it would be is because, like in my mind, I want to play. Like that was my big issue with LVO last year that it was only six games for, for the amount of time and cost that it was because the Sunday was kind of a dead day, unless you make the top eight. So now, like, I guess you get if if you're in, but you don't even get to save. The money and the time if you're if you're not in the top eight of the qualified people because you still got to play that first day so i don't know like there was about 50 different things they could have done to make it more interesting rather than just give top players you know essentially i mean give top players a better uh more rest than their opponents i don't know so it's it seems kind of stupid so I don't. It doesn't change my opinion of ITC. ITC is still just dominated by the super majors. So, yeah, it seems 
it's it almost seems like it you know you could you could protect a certain type of player and uh basically guarantee they get in oh yeah and, and it, that's 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 actually the feedback that people are saying yeah i hadn't i had not read any of the feedback so i'm glad to at least hear some people are out there saying something yeah there's a there's a good amount of feedback that i was i was actually encouraged that the internet was being smart about it so and it's funny you know uh one of the judges i think he's one of the judges for them basically was like kicker i think his name is well that's somebody that's the guy who runs it but yeah but uh but they're like you know the the top players have a 98 percent win rate in those first three games motherfucker lennon lost his first game at lvo last year like you still got to play those games so like yeah it seems it does it does seem extremely weird so and, and i haven't i haven't done the math of how it actually maths out i don't actually know if it changes things but have just having you know eight more undefeated people like say there's 800 people there just having so 800 and then you go to 400 then 200 and then 100 i guess adding eight more people in at that level doesn't necessarily make the but the, the shadow round you know so if you go to 108 let me just do the math real quick 54 so you go to 54 and then you go to 27 and then you go to uh, you know 13 or 14 I don't know, it makes the shadow round like even bigger doesn't it so i don't know it just for for it just seems stupid I don't know what to say. Like, it just seems like it's uh like the one positive thing I think that quote unquote comes out of it is like I said, it's a your new guy who's just going to a tournament just to have fun or whatever. Or one of his first tournaments is LTL for some reason. He doesn't have to play those top players. So he might have a little bit better experience in the first couple rounds. That's maybe that's a weak argument, but there's still going to be a shitload of, very Try good hearts. players, I, yeah. yeah. There's going to be a, a lot of good players still playing on day one of the LPL. Mm-hmm. So it literally only benefits in reality of it. That was the other thing. So if you win three of the major events or three qualifier events, you basically are, are guaranteed to not play day one of LPL. You just get you get your you're, you're guaranteed to make that top eight qualifier bracket thing. So that's uh, that's I don't know. I, like War Machine did something similar. Like I had, they had tournaments that had qualifiers, and then the end of the season, like uh, the end of the year tournament, um, if you qualified for, you know, it was like a 32 person thing, and like the big tournament at their LVO was essentially like a last chance qualifier. So like they'd have that on like Friday or Saturday or whatever it was, and then, and then the person who won that got into the the top 32 like final like championship bracket tournament so like that had been more interesting honestly like if they made if they made that would how that's how you get people more excited about the itc is make it so hey we're gonna have you know a big 40k tournament but then rather than have these have have all the top people who qualified or whatever have them go play for the winner of lvo they're one of the itc or some bullshit like that so rather than rather than you know that way you know the your your top thirty people. I don't know whatever you do, but there's different ways to do it rather than mm-hmm. just just jerk off a couple free games at LVO, which kind of defeats the purpose of 
of it for me, but so yeah, it's interesting. I'm uh, and there was something in there too about uh, I'll say they did something too, like if you win a qualifier, then they they want to farm you for content for their for their podcast network. So have you on for interviews and stuff or something like that. No, that's not that's fair. I don't know, that's not a horrible thing. Yeah, I don't know. What's what is what it is. So Yeah, but the I just I don't I don't know if that's the, the approach. You know, the thing is, is like in a lot of ways, you know, with their they've they've got a London GT problem, first off. You know, it, it's like they've they've already taken it where it's so far out of reach for some people, and and it seems like you're just you're just putting it further and further out of reach for others. So close to having that uh, that KC problem with Lord Washington. So just, close. Shut up. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, dig, digging at old wounds. Look at you, Sean. So, uh, I think I was it. What is November now? ITC started basically in February. I think I've looked at my ITC score this year like once, maybe twice. But so I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, unless you go to all the super majors, it's kind of pointless. So. Yeah. Well, I can see compete for faction. Like I looked the other day, and like I'm fifth in space holes in the ITC, and I think like you know, yeah, uh, Jaime's fourth, and like Scott Rumpel second. So like a couple of buddies that I talk space holes with, like we're all in the top five. So that was kind of cool, you know. And so other than that, though, I just you know I don't know. It doesn't seem. It's just not. It's not important to me just because it's so far removed from any possibilities that, you know, but I, but I can float around, stay in the top 10 Lord Marshall if I try, you know, mm-hmm. so like it's kind of, uh, there's just stuff that just seems so far out of reach, just not even worth caring about. And like they created a good circuit, you know, they, they've got some good tournaments, but if it's where the average person or the average folks can't win or do anything, like why, why bother? You know, it's. I was listening to some stat check this week, and uh, one of those guys, the Art of War guy, um, Anthony Vanilla or whatever, basically was saying he's going to try to avoid all of the FLG's events next year, which I thought was kind of funny. All the what? The frontline so, game? Yeah, because I guess he went to some, he went to the whatever that Coventry, the big super major over in England this year. Uh, or just this last weekend, and he was just basically said it was more well run than uh, anything you know he's been to in the states, which I, I probably don't disagree. You know, as far as super majors go, yeah. So the thing I think that bothers me is, you know, I get the I get the hype, like I understand it, I understand why people want to go to these big events, but I, I think a lot of stuff gets lost. You know the. What what swag did you get for going to LVO last year? Stupid objective markers. You got like uh, they were the coin objective markers, or were they like big big neoprene? They're big neoprene. I got like fifty objective markers, but yeah, it's neoprene ones. Yeah, and so you know you get objective markers or whatever, and I, I think sometimes like these events, you know, they're so big and you get so little for signing up, and you know you're talking laying out 
a quite a bit of money for some stuff. You know, like just go to LVO, you're talking a few grand. And it's it's a great experience. It's fun. I think everybody should go at least once. But, you know, the if you're going for the experience, you're going to have a good time. But there's really not a lot physically that you get out of it for your money. You know, especially when you're just playing on those tables, just be playing on tables. And you can go to a local GT that, you know, someone like Sean's running up in Kansas City or someone like Nate Martin. And, you know, they put a lot of time, energy, and effort and into, like, you know, swag and giveaways and drawings and making sure everybody feels like they're welcome. And, you know, it's just an altogether different experience. And, you know, I wish these big GTs or these big Opens would almost have the same you know, like, feel like they appreciate everybody being there. Not not just, like, these big tables and not just these big players, but, you know, the, the people on the middle tables duking it out, the people on the bottom tables duking it out, you know, an appreciation of everybody being there making that event possible. And and I think that tends to get lost at some of these bigger events, and, and I wish I could articulate it better, but that, that's how I'm starting to feel about some of these things. You know, it's like, you know, it's... You gotta show some love to those people that are battling it out on the bottom tables. You gotta show some love for those mid-table heroes, you know, because their dollars are just as good as everybody else coming in. Well, it's like what? It's the majority of the uh, of the attendance, right? It's the it's the bottom tables, middle tables. So. Yeah, and if you didn't have those people, you wouldn't be able to run your event. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you just if your only improvements are gonna be geared towards helping the people that are the uh, the elite or the uber players or the uh, you know the the serious the professional professional players out there you know you're not really doing anything to help those people on the middle tables you're not really doing anything to help the people on the bottom tables and i did go through and and i screen capped one thread because i was teasing dan in the group chat but looking at all the names that were saying it was great or looking forward to it you know it was all the tryhards it was all the you know air quote professional 40k players you know it's like uh it's it's not the middle people liking this or the bottom people liking it. It's the uh, it's the professional homies out there getting getting another leg up, you know, on top of what uh, what else is going on. So it just it seems like a weird flex for me. I, I can think of ways to flex if you want attendance. You want people that would be more beneficial to the masses than than what that is. Well, that's just like you're saying. One thing too is like the cost, you know, and. I didn't have to fly to GWKC, but for the for what it cost me to go to GWKC compared to like Midmo, um, I could easily go to like probably pushing three events for the same as it cost me to do GW. So, and if you if you account for the you know the the dollar value of of having to take a day of PTO, I could do I could easily do three three and a half events or whatever for the cost of of just doing GW. Yeah, you know. Because I think you know Mid Mo is you know south of Columbia, Missouri, so a lot smaller. There was even a football weekend uh, down there, and we it took a little effort, but we found a decent hotel room. You know, the food was honestly really good food and really damn cheap. So, uh, but the whole the whole thing was just much more economical for a still really good weekend compared to you know GW was fine, uh, but it was, it was pretty pretty pricey. So, you don't, you don't like a twenty dollar twenty dollar hotel sandwich with a bag of lays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like shoot, LVO. man, those that bag costs maybe like two bucks to make if everybody can you know. Oh yeah, 
making bank. Yeah. Because it, it's annoying. Even at KC, it wasn't that bad, but it was still, and depending on the time, it was just annoying to go try to find food elsewhere. So they got a, a captive audience, basically. But but LVO, like LVO is not a cheap, uh, you know, 300 some dollars for a plane ticket, three, 400 bucks. For, it's probably more expensive now, to be honest, than it was last time. Because mm-hmm. those are pretty pricey. 400 bucks for a plane ticket, four or 500 bucks for the room. And well, that, eating there. That, the venue last year didn't have much food. Like we had to walk. Saying, yeah. We kept running down to Jesus Chicken to eat, you know? Yeah. So. Well, or, or you had to go and drive on a strip, and the second you do that, your, your cost shoots way up. So yeah. it was not a, and then, and that's not even taking account. Like, uh, you know, like I last time, cause I left at really early in the morning. So I just, I left my truck at the airport and I had to pay a hundred bucks when I got back. So like LVO was a very pretty, the most expensive I think I've ever spent on a weekend of 40 K. Uh, and I'm not going again this year. So that, uh, that, that, that says a lot for what I thought of it. It was, it was a fine event, but not for the cost. So yeah, mm-hmm. and for those at home listening, I joke. I call uh, Chick Fil A Jesus Chicken. So that's, that's... Yeah, I think I ate there for breakfast most days, yeah. and then I went there for dinner like at least twice. So we but it was only cheap. We were walking over there quite a bit. So get our steps in. Yeah, get our steps in. But all right, guys, we got a got through that. Got through the. Uh, the big announcement for Frontline Gaming. Um, we got a list review from a patron. And uh, I'll go through this and read it and see what you guys have to say. Sean is kind of our professional. Do we say who the patron is? What's that? Do we know who the patron is? I do know who it is. Do you want to? Do you, I don't know if we want to say it on air. Do you want to? You can tell us after. Okay. I'll, uh, tell, you, I'll tell you guys later. We'll leave, we'll leave it in private. <clears throat> So we have a Space Marines list or a Chaos Space Marines list. And we got a battalion to start. It's uh Creations of Bile. Chaos Lord in Terminated Armor. Hatred Incarnate, Aspiring Lord, Chaos Undivided, Kami Melta, Exalted Power Axe, Gifts of Chaos, Oruka the Black, which is a pretty good relic. Uh, let's start there. What do you think about that? Uh, creational Bile is a great start. But then yeah. I feel like you already start off with a curveball. I mean, but first of all, like, I mean, is this just a fun list for him or is he trying to compete in tournaments? I mean, that's also like something you need to He's trying to compete. So, okay. yeah, he's trying to get better competition. Delete the Terminator Lord. Yeah. Garbage. Not a make fan it, of Make it a demon, demon prince or, or something like that. I mean, my only thing, I'm, he's probably trying to save points. Yeah, that's yeah. Wild. It's uh, the Castle Lord Terminator armor is only 115. How much the Demon Prince? Like 180, I think. Yeah. Trust me, we got but points. It's... We got points. We're gonna be saving when we get down a little further in the list. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> All right. So I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like you need. I mean, he's not running the Terminator blob, and he doesn't really have any big core unit blob. So, but I always like the Mass Obsession Dark Apostle, and then. Uh, depending on what else you're playing, you can maybe run another massive possession. You could probably run the Demon Prince and think it's the better call there. But I think like those are your core HQ. Yeah. Let's uh, actually let's do this. Let's run down the list, and then we'll go back and kind of pick it out. Uh, so we hit the Chaos Lord and Terminator armor. 
got a master possession. We put the uh, Eye of Zinch on and uh, Mark of Zinch, Pack to the Flesh, uh, Warp Marked, which Pack of Flesh is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorcerer Terminator Armor, uh, Chaos Familiar, Chaos Undivided, Kami Malta, Diabolic Strength, Force Stav, Liber Heretics, uh, Presence, and a Relic. Oh, man. Oh. Group of Accursed Cultists, uh, More Accursed Cultists, 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 Legionnaires, Legionnaires. Mark a crow, mark a coin, though. Yeah, mark a coin on Legionnaires with Chainswords is not bad. Uh, you know, Chosen, you know, Chosen, uh, you know, Possessed, you know, Possessed. Chaos Spawn, Warp Talon, Warp Talon, and then a Supreme Command Detachment with Ding Dong in it. Uh, Ding Dong is my term of affection for Abaddon, for those at home. So... Yeah. We started out with a probably drop the Terminator Lord and see if we can find the points for a Demon Prince. Uh, let's go from there, guys. Yeah, I dropped the Terminator Lord. So this is one where, like, see, the Terminator Lord just is too slow. Like, you need something mm-hmm. fast. So Demon Prince is good. Or And then really, he has six troop choices. Like, that's just too many troop choices. Like, Cultists don't do anything. Accursed a cultists sometimes don't do anything. Oh no! So they do stuff. They do sometimes. Stuff. I'm, sometimes. I'm in on a, a cursed cultist, but I'm also in on a max squad of a cursed cultist, not two min squads of a cursed cultist. So yeah. if anything, I'd combine the cursed cultist into one max squad. Ten mutants, six, uh, six torment. Yeah. So but how do you how do you use your cursed cultist, Sean? bodies they're really just bodies i mean they're they're such a cheap cannon fodder i mean it's kind of like the pox walker idea of keep them around objectives they get some mutants get shot off revive three mutants you hop on the objective you know the objective uh and you score primary points does uh does tide of traders work on a curse cultist it does not but a curse cultists just have inbuilt regen Three three mutants or one torment a turn. Okay. So what's next, guys? What do you think about the? I'm pulling up. uh, Didn't they? Didn't they? I thought I read something about chosen. Chosen get something free, maybe. Power fist. Chosen have pre free power fist right now. Yeah. Yeah. So like chosen one per five. So he has chosen with bolt pistols and. Is it only one per five still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like my my big thing with the list is is like a lot of it's fine, but there's the chaos terminator is awkward. You don't need your sorcerer and terminator armor. Uh, you could cut mm-hmm. him down to to less, and then also I, I like least... the uh, I like the what is it the library heretic hits on the master possession because a lot of his powers are eighteen inch range. That buffs them up to 24 inches, and then you can kind of hang back outside and eye with that. Mm-hmm. But I think you just get rid of some of the extra stuff mm-hmm. and get a little more punch in there because you're right now it's you're, the punch is a lot of small, so like five man warp talons times two, five man possessed times two. You know, five I'd only maybe do one squad of warp talons at most. I, I feel like two is 
a little bit of wasted points because you I mean, you got to get them in still. They're not incredibly punchy. I'd almost rather have a squad of 10 possessed and then one five-man squad of warp talents. Or you can go the squad of seven, squad of eight possessed or something like that. That makes your, uh, your list that much scarier. So you guys think about Ding Dong. Does he add to take away? Is he a must-take? See, I think I think to Abaddon, I don't, I don't know if you actually need his warlord trait, mm-hmm. um, unless you're playing Black Legion. So, because he's also starting with one CP. So, like, so this is where I differ from. I know, like, when I, me and Cam will drive back from an event or drive to an event for five hours. And I can't get him to budge, and I won't budge. Is he, he? He's okay with starting with zero or one CP. I like to have as much man points as possible. So that's so. Creations is weird though, because Creations doesn't spend CP necessarily as much as some other places. But like, take Abaddon. Abaddon Slanesh. He can do the strat to change the dice to a six roll. Like that's just mm-hmm. a really great ability to be able to do every time he fights. And when you're only so having more CP is better. In my opinion, so like, but Abaddon's warlord trait, I'm trying to remember. Like, I don't think I don't think a lot of it matters for creations. Like, I think you'd be better off having the extra CP to pump into Abaddon or to pump into something else, to because they have an advanced and charge trap, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're gonna just one CP though. So I mean, it's yeah, but I mean, Abaddon is gonna when he goes in, he's gonna spend a CP to change his uh to get red corsairs or get something else, and then mm-hmm. he's gonna go in. One CP for the Slanesh strat. So like, there's there's definitely you know even having a reroll on Abaddon is really nice too for his yeah advance rolls or something. But I don't think you need Abaddon's warlord trait. So that that would save you a command point right there, which I think would be be worthwhile. The other thing, do do chaos have any any do they have any advanced deploy shit? I don't think they do. Do they? I don't think they do. So no. there's nothing to. Well, I think Alpha Legion can get them. So yeah, but I mean, I think if you, you know, you drop at least drop two troops, whether it's a maybe maybe drop a cultist and a. a, a curse well, once you cultist, drop, that... once you combine the curse cultist, you can drop a legionary squad too, or something like that. Because you have to have have four squads of cultists. You have to have four heretic Astartes infantry, which is. Legionnaires and chosen right there and warp talents. So yeah, he's got enough. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's a hundred some points of troops you could easily drop out to upgrade the Terminator mm-hmm. to a Terminator Lord to a Demon Prince or something. Um, and then you know you probably get a little bit of points saved in uh, the Sorcerer dropping him down to just normal Sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's so I mean that gets you to the point where, you know, maybe maybe you take a warp town squad and and upgrade it to bikes or something. Yeah. Is the is the is the Sinesh, or is the strat infantry only? Advance and charge. Advance and charge is an oh. infantry only. For Bob. I don't know. Tell wow. Do you know what the name of the strat is? Uh, no. Auto stimulants. It's core. Auto stimulants. Like yeah. So to me, like having like if having a, maybe a four or five man bike unit in creations to 
to auto advance 20 inches and charge for and a charge yeah. yeah like that could be a pretty legit ability well 21 because they get an extra inch of movement oh yeah so there you go so that that seems it doesn't seem bad to me in creations like having a bike squad that like that gives you like a real threat to uh like if you're playing against tower or something like you go and turn one go pick up if you go first go pick up all their even if you don't go first you move so freaking fast you can go kill all the recruit tau don't like that or uh, against tyranids if you go first and you run up and you put five bikes spread out or whatever across their front line they don't like that like they they don't have a lot of fly to get around mm -hmm. that so there's there's a lot of plays and, and that can be made with that bike squad especially when you're auto advanced bouncing go ahead Oh, bouncing off the idea with the bikes, you can give them a black rune. So that's a T five minus one to wound squad, and that's yeah, that makes it that much harder to kill too. To be honest, and it has that eighteen inch, you know, uh, every every doubles uh, is a perils, which can really hurt some armies. Yeah, now that's that seems highly annoying for multiple armies in the game to have to have to have to dig that out and deal with it. While there's a whole creation army advancing at them turn one as well, so. Mm -hmm. But I like I like fast units, fast units like that. So possess possessed or fast as fuck. They are so not not compared to bikes. But that's true. Yeah, that's true. So that that's that'd be my you know changes to start with. So just just a. Do some minor tweaks to get you a few little different things there. Creations is hard to go wrong with too. So, yeah, you know, I, I feel like you almost need a fat unit of possessed. Yeah, I, I would like I said, combine the curse cultists, drop a legionary squad, drop. I think creations don't. Really, it, it does you because of the fight on death. Yeah, nah, I don't yeah. think you need a fat unit, but you're definitely fine taking a fat unit. So, I don't think it doesn't hurt but it's not it's not an auto it's not as auto take as like emperor's children or black legion or any of that other stuff yeah. well i really about, still feel like abaddon's not even auto take i mean he's no, great he's but i think everybody's teching to be able to one turn him now but i think he's three to points that sometimes wasted if you have the ability to get him um the thing that makes that creation less real freaking stupid don't take abaddon Throw in a uh, Zinch bike person and then throw on some flamers. It's oh, yeah. yeah. Strong. That, uh, that's <laughs> your list. The list doesn't have any any guns, mm -hmm. uh, but I've I've seen a fair amount of people looking at taking I'm gonna take creations and, and flamers. So if you, you can also you got go them, uh... if you got them or got access to them, write them in the dirt because I don't think they're going to make it past January. Thousand Thousand Suns with flamers can be your your knockoff flamer unit too, because you can throw an icon of flame on them and stuff like that. They're AP three and shooting. It's still forty six plus eight shots instead of forty six plus twelve shots, something like that. Seems a lot. Seems a lot of extra work than just taking flamers. Well, you're saving you see <laughs> it's saving you CP, and I think you're spending like an extra like ten points or something like that. I mean, you're all about your CP, so he's like, it sounds like flamers with extra steps. So. <laughs> well, it is. That's why I said it. it's the off-brand yeah. flamers. I I said it. Yeah, well, cool. I don't think you, I don't think one unit um would get you. An, it's it's the uh, three units and demons is what's really stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Spend your 375 points in flamers. How many, how many points are flamers? 25. Yeah. So you drop Ding Dong and uh, maybe, maybe what else we say? The, well, that's that's you're starting to the list is starting to get a little yeah yeah a little different. But I mean, you drop Ding Dong and, and you drop a few a, a squatter a squad or two here or there, and you could you could make that change. But yeah. if you don't I like if you don't own that stuff, wild, I would man. not go buy it. Yeah, there's just too much too much well, not enough stuff to fly. I think is the problem with Lord Discos. Yeah, they just don't move. They don't move. They move fast, but their their bases and their so their their fat ass is too hard to move around versus a flying demon prince. So mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, that, yeah that, if that new sexy demon prince is only available in that Age of Sigmar box, sucks ass. Uh, yeah, get it from China. So. <laughs> so, oh right. man! Oh, we have to talk about guard after this. What's uh? What's up with guard? So I think we cover. I think we covered that list, though. Yeah, let's. So, give me, give me the rundown. What do we, what do we decide? Get rid of the Terminator Lord. Probably get rid of the Terminator armor on the Sorcerer. Get a Demon Prince in there. Drop some, some combination of, you know, of uh, troops. You don't need six troops. And then uh, maybe drop a Warp Talent, and then use the, the point differentials there to maybe upgrade a Warp Talent to a bike or something like that. And then maybe. You know, drop the uh, Warlord trade off Abaddon. Maybe drop some other relic you don't really need and get Black Rune of Damnation in there on like a, the five man bikes or something like that mm-hmm. to, to really shove it down somebody's throat and, and make it hard for them to deal with. Nice. And then if you got, if you own demons and flamers, maybe, maybe smash those together. But if you don't own them, do not go buy them because they're probably going to be. Nerf to dirt, uh, come next data slates. It's not worth your money time. Yeah. Well, we thought something else was going to be nerfed to dirt. That should have happened last. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? I think, I think flamers are, uh, even, even GW on their dumbest day is going to have a hard time screwing that up. So, but anyway, but yes, guard. Horses. 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 Yes. <laughs> so Dan, Dan's been salivating at the at the mouth over the new guard stuff. So got all your Krieg riders still? Yeah, yeah, I've got them, but I don't think it's funny because like they're good if they get to you. Mm-hmm. So like they're uh, for those that don't know the the Krieg riders, they had two profiles, and it looks like two profiles rumored. And it looks like they got the good profile from what the leaks show. So the the Krieg, the horses, the horses. You let the horses t- get the charge on you, you're probably going to be upset. So um, they they can they can hit like a truck with either a lot of attacks or a bunch of big attacks, and they move you know move 12 inches with the cavalry, so they got to run around buildings and shit. But it actually gives I gives guards something that can do damage in melee, which they don't have now. So that, that, that alone will change the guard matchup. So they're not going to just be a gun line horde. They've actually got some ability to do damage in melee. Even if they're, even if the dudes are pretty, uh, walking around, you know, T4, the four up save, they're not really hard to kill. Anyway. And then there's the, uh, the horse Lord, the, uh, Lord solar dude. Who's, uh, makes Morvan Vol. 
Jealous for a hundred less points. <laughs> dude, that's a, uh, he's got an old model, but it's on foot, isn't it? Am I thinking about the right dude? Yep. He the, does yep. have an old model. That is, so, so you should be able to, not that I, not that I've been talking to judges saying he's got a model already. So for <laughs> <laughs> people probably do like to do with Votan. It's not an, it's not an unreleased model technically. Yeah, well, he's got a model. He's he's been out, but uh, I mean, I don't know. He's like 180 points is what the rumors say of him. Like he's just a he's 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 an okay. He's not a bitch in combat, but he's not anything too special either. But he's got a uh, let's see. He's got a weird ability where you're after you reveal your secondaries, you can change a secondary. Uh, and if you don't, so you can change a secondary. And if you don't, you could gain a CP. I don't actually know that you're ever going to change a secondary. Maybe, like, very occasionally. But you're probably just getting a free CP from him. And otherwise, uh, he gives Astro Militarm Core um, reroll hit rolls a one and reroll wound rolls a one. And then uh, within six inches of him. And then in the command phase, he puts a buff on a Astro Militarm. This is the Astro Militarum Core. Astro Militarum Character or Astro Militarum Battle Tank Unit. And it basically puts a buff on them to reroll hit rolls. And if it's core, it also reroll wound rolls. But it but it can it can put the uh put the uh you know, I, I assume it's gonna be able to put you know reroll hits on a Lehman Russ or a, a Rogel Dorn or something like that. And then he's also got the ability to order Militarum Auxilia units. So Give orders to Bolgrins and Ogrins or Bolgrins, yeah. Rattlings, and then he's like an, an order machine. So he seems. I'm sure we're gonna see. You'll see him a lot, but but the Rough Riders are the big thing for me. Like it actually gives guards some melee. So mm-hmm. and it seems like a lot of the rumors are true, but I, I still can't figure out if guard is good or not. So I think guard is gonna be annoying because of those death strikes. Yeah. So if uh if you guys had to spell out or paint a picture of a of a typical guard player the trope, what what would you say the trope of the guard player is? I mean the last two years it's just been Brett Urbanowski. <laughs> I don't know if he's the trope though, man. He's kind of an exception to the rule. I just I picture the guys that play guard I mean, as he's, all like he's been the, the only guard player. Yeah. The, the, the Civil War reenactor. Yeah, they're like the guys that want to play historicals, but they can't play historicals, so they're playing Warhammer. Or that, like, I was yeah. almost in the Marine Corps guy. Like, just as almost in the Army. I mean, I, definitely, I couldn't go to basic definitely training. ROTC I'd, school uh, yeah. in high school. I couldn't go to basic training. I'd fuck a drill sergeant up. Okay, bro, just <laughs> roll your death strike. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. I'm excited to see the guard back on the table, some kind of force, add some variety to the meta. Uh, for a good six months, right? Yeah, for good edition drops. Our, our overlords. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping in January that Votan becomes playable, so I can get rehyped about the army that I was so hyped about before. We should say there was a guy who took him to uh, Midmo, and he went three two with him. But it was it was kind of you could tell by the game like he either 
I can't think it went three two. I don't remember exactly what it was, but when he lost, he lost big. It mm-hmm. felt like, like when he lost, he played at somebody that he didn't have a chance against. Is kind of what the score the score said. And then when he won, he won, but he wasn't blowing out his opponent. Like he was getting like an eighty to seventy or something like that. You know, but when he lost, I think it was like nineties to forties or something like that. So like. They're playable now, but they're just a gatekeeper army, and they just auto lose against certain things. So, yeah, I'm not about that life. I've already got one of those armies in my life. I don't need another one. Yeah, they I, should I'm honestly good. like release a just free digital codex, everybody, or you know, I mean that's just what they should do: do a free new digital codex so they're quote yeah. unquote more balanced. Why uh why do that when people keep buying the codexes? So I don't blame GW for doing what they do unless True. they don't stop. It makes sense. But I I'm mean right like their their current codex is like obsolete. So that's that's the only reason I would say it. I mean it's not obsolete, but like there's so many changes in that codex already that's just kind of give it to them kind of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'll get mine painted, but I'm not going to be playing them. So, not right now. Yeah, I, I still really like the models. I think the models are super dope. All right, guys, let's uh, let's get through events and then GTFO. So, I'm, I'm losing steam pretty quick. Not that, that you guys are surprised at all. But uh, so this weekend, there's a few events this weekend, Lord Marshall. Last weekend was the Midmo Maelstrom. Uh, November 12th at Fantasy Books and Games in <laughs> O'Fallon, Illinois. There's an RTT. Uh, the Geekery's got an event this weekend. You going to that, Sean? Nope. Uh, just their November RTT. Uh, on Sunday, the 13th, is a Smallville Final Smash up in Hutchinson. Uh, that shop's closing down up there, so it'll be their last tournament. Um, I'll be going to that one with a few of the Wichita guys. Uh, is that where like Duncan moved to? Duncan moves there and shuts down. Yeah, Duncan's Duncan's been there. He's always lived there, so he's a store killer now. Apparently, that's what we can call him. But nineteenth uh, and twenty is a renegade up in uh, Minnesota. So renegade GT, one of the OG events for the Lord Marshall. Uh, the nineteenth, mind games and magic in Lee Summit, Missouri. There's an RTT. I will be going to that one. You will you? Yeah. Uh, 26 Metagames November RTT in Springfield, Missouri. Also, I need to get it on the calendar. But I believe... Let's get it back up here. On the 26th, I'll be doing one at my shop. Wizards here in Wichita as well. I need to get it submitted tomorrow. So I can beat the, the two-week deadline and get it up on the calendar. But we'll be having an RTT also. There's still spots available. So if you want to be in the Lord Marshall, go to lordmarshall.org. There's a place to apply to be a TO. There's also a place to submit your event once you are an approved TO. So uh, season, we're a couple months into it. It's going strong. Uh, Good events coming up. Make sure and uh, check the calendar, hit the events. So on the way out, um, Salmon's, you got anything? Give me my ticket, Jason. (laughs) Like family guy. Where's my money? Where's my money? Uh, Dilly, what you got, homie? Uh, just like past weeks, January 14th, 15th, New Year's knocked out. Get your ticket. 
Yeah, New Year's knockout. I need to get my ticket. I need to go. You do. So does Dan. Yeah. Will you get swag bags this year? Or have I already asked you that? I'm I'm trying to build them together right now. Okay. Dude, honest to God, if if I knew for for sure that the data slate was out by then, I would 100% go on. But I. I'm not playing. I'm giving, I got to return the nids. I don't want them around me anymore. But I have no <laughs> idea. I was trying to like figure out what to take. Like, what do I take that just doesn't lose to nids or demons? And that's, and I don't got an answer for that. So yeah, demons or nids, but probably. Well, I will go to support my homie Sean. So I will Rock be there roll. one way or another. And, uh, hear that? Uh, if Bam's going, you should go. That's that's what you should be learning. That's what you should do, Dan. You should go. Can you gotta convince Cam? So. Scott's going. He can at least drive you now. Scott's yeah. not going. He's signed up. Dude, he is gonna bail. Don't. don't <laughs> He's not gonna bail because I'm down there. He's well, gonna Cam, come and hang out with me. Uh, Cam, if you're listening, uh, drag down down to uh, Near's Knockout so the the whole gang can be there. So. All right, guys, uh, speaking of the whole gang being there, you know, uh, tell your people you love your people. Uh, you know, you never know. Life's pretty precious, pretty fleeting. And uh, our community lost a guy this week that everybody really liked. And uh, Jesse, Jesse was an awesome dude. I never had a bad interaction with him. I um, always had a good time talking to him. And uh, another life gone too soon. Uh, so we can't predict it. You know, let, let, let people know you appreciate them while you can. Let people know you love them while you can. And uh, remember all the friends you made along the way in Wargaming. And uh, that's, that's all I got to say about that. So, all right. We'll be back next week. And uh, hopefully with some cool info. I'll let you guys know if I clubbed any seals on Sunday. And uh, we'll be back. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> <laughs>